But Ant- the highlight of my season is when Antigua and Barbuda play. Hello and welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies with yourselves, the listeners, and ourselves, Josh, Cam, and Tom, your hosts. Um, you know, it started off good this week. Uh, I was out for a lovely lunchtime meal on Saturday and I came back in and I thought, well, you know, maybe it's a bounce back game for Arsenal. Maybe Arsenal can finally, you know, get a hard opponent, draw out a nil-nil um, and saw that 5-0 game and that kind of set the tone um, for what's going to be a very interesting game week. Uh, how, boys, did your game weeks go? Shit. Thick. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> contrasting emotions. <laughs> we're we're literally like the Arsenal and uh, the Arsenal and Tottenham currently of the of the league, aren't we, Cam? Like I'm 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 your, I'm I'm equilibrium to your like unbelievable start, and I'm the I'm like the the anti. Well, I think um, the, the analogy of me being Spurs is quite apt because uh, we all know I'm not going to finish as high as, I, <laughs> as I've been performing recently. So uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty bang on. I did actually realise you were doing so well. Oh yeah, you are. Look at that. All right. Can I say then that I'm not going to do as bad as is expected? Because I'm no, pretty sure def- Arsenal, Arsenal definitely... aren't getting relegated. Well, Arsenal are definitely not getting relegated, are they? Who does that yeah. make me? Because <laughs> who does that make you? Yeah. Are you like are you like Norwich. Stoke City or something? Yeah, I feel like I'm Burnley. I feel like Burnley's basically an all England squad, so that's probably Forest, like... Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. What was so irritating about this weekend is that for some reason he decided to play Westwood instead of Jack Cork and not have the standard one to eleven on the pitch. What What is Sean Dyche doing? You see, I didn't even know they had one to eleven, which is really nice of them. But well, I just so I only noticed it because a couple of weeks ago, like everyone made a big fuss of it on Twitter that um, every single one of Burnley's outfield players was numbered one to eleven. Um, and when I was checking who started for Leeds, I just obviously because Burnley were at home, they were the first one on the screen. Um, and I just saw 18 for Westwood, and I was like, Ugh, the OCD just isn't isn't being satisfied there. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game week. I uh, obviously like Arsenal are in just dire straits, and like I owned two Arsenal. Well, I still do own two Arsenal players, and like I'm sort of figuring out how to get rid of them, but at the same time, they're really cheap, so I'm not in any rush, but they are solidly on my bench um, for the foreseeable. Um, and I think they've actually really got... A, they've got Norwich, and I'm st- at home, and I'm still considering benching them. That's how bad they've been playing. Um, but other than that, I don't think the kind of game week was too interesting, really, from a from an actual like game perspective. Uh, Liverpool-Chelsea was a bit dry. I'm told Burnley-Leeds was a bit dry. Wolves-Man oh, really United was, was dry. Um, well, the apparently, apparently the Spire F1 race was very wet, so yeah, very wet, but also dry uh, in the metaphorical sense of the word. Exactly. <laughs> um, the the Wolves Man United game I heard was quite exciting, but it was just Wolves all over them. Or it was, uh, it was just. It was, I didn't it was, see. Yeah, I didn't see the first half, but the second half was pretty like Wolves trying to get like a shot on target. Um, and Man United actually getting one on target. That's basically a summary of the second half. I think the best way to put it is like Saturday, I didn't watch any games, then watch match of the day. And then Sunday, I had the misfortune of watching all the games and wishing I hadn't watched all the games. They were pretty shocking. Like, your burn needs was so, was pretty shit. Yeah, it was all pretty depressing, to be honest. And I, yeah, so what? I, I started watching the, just to give you a full rundown on my Sunday, I started watching the Grand Prix at, at, at two o'clock in the afternoon. 
and that was delayed to rain if you're not an F1 fan. So I started watching then the Burnley Leeds game, which was absolutely shite, and then turned back over to the racing. Oh, that was still delayed. And then that finished. Then the racing was cancelled, and then I watched Wolves versus Man United. It was honestly terrible. And plus, plus, it didn't help my FPL rank either. So, as a Leeds fan, I'm not like worried, worried, but I'm a bit worried. No. Like, <laughs> like it's if you know when you're sort of saying that we played awfully. I didn't actually see it. Um, I was I was out again. But to hear that we played awfully against Burnley, it's just like, ugh. And uh, considering it, how I we played just, so far, it's like, ugh. Like, I think it's one of those games like you'd sort of. Like Bamford had one shot on target and he scored with that shot on target. Like it was, it wasn't great. Like watching it wasn't the most exciting. Burnley were sort of, Burnley were, I thought were all right to be fair. There's a, there was a bit, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter and general things afterwards that Burnley basically were chopping people down from leads. But to be honest, there was a few dodgy leads tackles in there as well. So I, I don't think it was all Burnley, but it wasn't a good game to watch. Like it wasn't good football. Um, yeah, Wolves look really good and, I have you seen the top of like the expected goals scored table and they haven't scored a goal yet yeah that's actually it's really interesting that you say that because I think that's going to influence some sort of recommendations I have coming at some point um I'll tell you who else as well West Ham that's now 10 goals scored in three games and Antonio has been involved in about what eight of them them. He's got four. Yeah, he's been he's been involved in eight goals. He's got four goals and four assists in three games. That is it's absolutely unbelievable. I think that's to be the best start I've known anyone in almost fantasy. Yeah, so it might an be an interesting one. An interesting one for me on that is so obviously Josh, you're doing like the full England team. If yeah. people aren't aware, Josh is doing a full England team this year in FPL. Um, how has Antonio like declared that he's not going to play for England? Because I, bl- I, I, I believe don't he is why... now technically Jamaican. Is he? I, I think he's like, technically Jamaican now. I don't think because he, he's not been called up. He's not been called up yet, though, or anything like that. Oh, is he not? But do you I know what I mean? Know. It's like, right, if you go on his Wikipedia page, I'll, I'll, I'll do it now while we're talk, while I'm talking. Um, but I don't understand. Like they've taken obviously um, for the for the friendlies. I know it's just friendlies, but so Wikipedia still says he's English. So um, not that Wikipedia's you know fact and law, but we all know that it pretty much is. But it's just a bit of an interesting one because I thought that if he's not declared for Jamaica and he's in that good form. Would you not think Southgate goes? This could be a chance to get Mikel Antonio into I the England I don't think that Southgate would. I think he's that ship has already kind of sailed for him because I, th- I think I remember an interview with Antonio last year where he was being like, "Obviously, I'm going to still keep plugging away," but I think Southgate has an eye on the f- well, quite firmly two eyes on the future, uh, and he's not going to bring in someone who's I think he's th- at least thirty, Antonio. Um, don't know. I know he is banging the goals in, so it's one of those where you kind of can you ignore it for too long, but I think he isn't the way he wants to go. Uh, I mean, he's obviously proving very effective for West Ham, but I don't know that he's um, Southgate's player. And that's not my opinion. That's just kind of trying to put myself in Southgate's shoes and kind of see what he's thinking. But Yeah, but they um, they still look pretty short defensively at West Ham. Well, they they're still conceding lots of goals, so they are scoring lots, but uh, scoring lots, but conceded four in three games, which is not particularly great. But Cressar's being a legend for me and has still managed to get a goal and assist, <laughs> um, so he's not actually uh, done me wrong yet. Yeah, no, Conor Conor, Ga- Conor Gallagher. Did you see Conor Gallagher's goals as well? Second one for the Palace. Too, yeah, yeah, great. But he's, he's he was... scored his two goals for the season now. So yeah, I know. He might. Be, I don't know. He 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 should have scored against Brentford. To be fair, hit the crossbar. Is and, he the um, new Reedwald? 
He could be the new Rio. No, he was actually, to be fair, he was actually unbelievable. Like the two goals, the finish for the second one was fantastic. Very well taken. I, I think potentially he's, you're uh, potentially a 5.5 million swap to Smith Rowe, Josh. If he's still got Yeah, him. I've got, well, you know, I've got Damari Gray there as well. Um, who oh, was my true. snog last week? I don't know if I mentioned. Well, actually, I don't know why I said I don't know if I mentioned. I didn't, but now I'm mentioning. <laughs> um, it was my snog I am last now. week. <laughs> yeah, I am now. Here I am. And he did score. Um, so good on you, Damari. Still 3.1% owned. If you want to get on my snog from last week, it's still. Actually, am I lying? It might still. It might be too late. Oh, no. It's still not too late to get on my snog. Um, he's got to be better than Blue Smith Row, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, should we move on to some Snogmary Voids? Is there anything else anyone wants to pick up from this game week? It was a shit game week. I, I would literally like to move on as quickly as possible. Ooh, can honest, we so. say, by the way, that it was a red card? Just to, yeah. just, just yeah. to co- create drama on the Twitter sphere, it was a red card for Reese James. Yeah. Unfortunately, he denied a goal off a scoring opportunity with a handball. It's a red card. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's one of those where I think it, it is harsh, but... Even if it, even if he doesn't move his arm towards the ball, it still comes up off his leg onto his arm and stops the ball going in the goal. So yeah. I think at the very least it's definitely a penalty. But I think then you add to the fact it does look like he makes quite a clear movement to kind of scoop the ball out with his arm. Whether that's yeah. instinctive or not, I still feel like you know subconsciously at the very least he's tried to do that. So it it has to be a red. They explained it on match of the day, John. As they said, like that even though that in real life everyone thinks it's a yellow. Like if you look at the rules of the game. It's well, a red card. Yeah, like, it's, even if you yeah. even if you de- disagree with the rules of handball, which John is, you go, oh, it's a penalty, and you probably would give me a yellow card. But if you look at the laws of the actual game, then that's a that's a red card. So, and one final thing, Mason Greenwood has now become the second only uh, teenager to score, and in the first three games of the season, you mean the own goal that he scored? It was an own goal. Fucking Premier League. Shit. It wasn't he was going goal. in. It wasn't going in. It was not going in. Have you looked at the reverse angle? It's not going in. Saar literally palms into his own net. (laughs) Yeah, no goal. But an assist. He doesn't deserve a goal. Have you looked at the reverse angle from like behind the goal? You know what? Give it. Give it to Bruno. Give it to Bruno. That's probably fair. (laughs) But yeah, um, only him and Robbie Fowler, obviously, with that stat. So um, natural born finisher. He's a was. yeah, he's going to come up later. I just um, don't believe I, I don't believe Jose Sarr is Wolves' top goalscorer for this year so far. That's the Wolves' goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant I thought you meant the goal. other Sarr for a second there. Who isn't there two Sars he played for? Oh, Ismail Sarr plays yeah, Watford. I was like, oh, does he? Um, yeah, right. Moving on to Snog Mary Avoid. Um, so. Uh, we, I've remembered this time to tell people that haven't listened to this podcast before what Snog Mary Void is. So Snog is someone that you want to keep for the short term, um, maybe a one night stand. Um, Mary is someone you want to keep for the long term, you know, a couple of years. Um, and then Avoid um, is someone that you just don't want to, you just don't want in your squad. In. And and I always like to take the angle of someone that you may be looking at, um, that you may think you're going to get in your team, but we have a solid reason as to why you shouldn't. And it's not Hyungmin's on this week, so don't worry. Um, all right, so starting with Snogs. Who wants to go first on this one? I think, uh, Tom, I quite like your angle. Yeah, so, can I go first? But yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not sure whether to do a double up this week because my Snog and Avoid sort of work hand in hand together or don't really work hand in hand oh, together. Oh, I like it. Do a, do a, do, do I like that. It. Change I like it. it when we com- I like it when we completely mess up the formula of our podcast and go off, 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 off the rails. Um, so my Snog this week is Tanganga. 
um, Jaffa Tanahanga. Um, he's a 4.5 minute defender for Spurs, who have obviously kept three clean sheets um, in three games and top of the league. My avoid this week is Hugo Lloris, who is the 5.5 million pound keeper, who everyone seems to be getting into their team. Um, I don't really understand it, to be honest. So there's two points are coming out here. One, they have kept three clean sheets in a row. Um, they have got relatively okay fixtures coming up as well. Um, they've got um, Crystal Palace next, but then they've got Chelsea, and then literally a one on the FDR, Arsenal, uh, Villa and Newcastle <laughs> following that. Um, but they've actually conceded the, the third most shots in the league per game so far. So only Arsenal and Burnley have conceded more shots per 90 minutes so far. So obviously Hugo Lloris is getting a lot of points because he's making a lot of saves, but I don't think it's it, he can keep that up, if that makes sense. So the that, reason why I say yeah, get Tanganga instead is because he's a 4.5 million right, right back who can actually give you more points from doing other things. I was also going to say, as part of that, you could either get Davison Sanchez or Eric Dyer as well, who are also both 4.5. Eric Dyer got one of the bonus points on the week. The only problem is they have bought a new centre-back, Spurs, and so I don't know if he comes in at some point for one of the other. And I have absolutely no idea which one he'd come in for. So for me, I'd go Tanganga because at the moment I can't see... Who's at the right back? Oh, um, well, uh, they, Doherty. They today uh, put a bid in for Barca's right back, Emerson. So uh, that could be uh, a small cat amongst some pigeons, but... Ah. Shit, <laughs> Sky Sports breaking news. So, um, Eric Dyer or Davidson Sanchez would be great little punts. And to be honest, I do think, I do think a four point, like if, I think there's a lot of people looking at sort of people who were on Veltman who want to get him out because he was obviously, he's been out for ages. There's a lot of four point five. Ben White, obviously, people are still sat on him. Um, Spurs obviously have kept three collegiates in a row. And so for me, getting in one of those three, like one of those three will be nailed. You know, there's got to be Davidson Sanchez or Eric Dyer. Uh, or Jaffa Tango, who is playing really well, so I don't think he gets dropped straight away. Um, but don't get in Hugo Lloris, who I think his ceiling just isn't high enough, even yeah. though he's getting sort of he's getting bonus and save points at the moment. But there's going to come a time where at five point five mil, you may as well get in someone cheaper and having a defender instead to get their clean sheet points. I think it's really good to have Spurs defenders now four point five mil. That's like you know they've now got um, Nuno, who's start uh, starting to establish that that kind of. Um, clean sheet potential. Uh, granted, they've conceded a lot of shots. Um, so yeah, to have a, a Spurs defender 4.5, and especially if he does play it right back, as you say, with Tanganga, that is an absolute steal. Um, yeah, ir- irrelevant of kind of how attacking he is. And there you go. And then uh, that's two two out, two of mine done already. So you don't have nice. to listen to me for the next 10 minutes. So, <laughs> Well, uh, just on that final point, you could possibly, if you had the funds, stretch up to Regulon because I think he's probably the, the most safe in his position. Um, mm. He is 5.1 now. But as I say, uh, it's well, we've had three games, but it seems as he's their, their number one. Uh, and Ben Davis will probably play cup games. So, um yeah, if you want to stretch that. And interestingly, Lloris is the third top point scorer so far this season, only behind yeah. Salah and Antonio. Which because is, they've they've got so like he's I mean yeah. like, the amount of shots they faced is ridiculous. The amount of saves. He's well, made, he he but... made six saves against Wolves alone, which got him two points and then bonus, and then he got bonus against City as well. So that that was twenty odd points there. And then yeah, they kept a clean sheet in their most recent game. But a keeper is the third top point scorer. Uh, 
is is the only thing that you would have seen at the but start think, of the season. But. So just on so my for my reasoning for that is I assume a lot of people are getting Larice in as either a single keeper to keep for the whole season or um someone that's sort of yeah, always rotating with another four point five keeper, which I think then you're spending a lot of money on goalkeepers. If you've got a four point five million defender, you'd be happy to bench them at points in the season. So for example, when uh, Spurs play Chelsea, um next after week after next you know, you'd be happy to bench Tanganga for that game. Whereas if you've got Larissa at 5.5 mil, you're probably playing him. Yeah. Yeah, no. And uh, just shout out Antonio, 40 points, top scorer, like 10 clear of the next, which is Salah at 30. Uh, it's uh, very impressive stuff. But um, yeah, my my snog, and it, it could easily be a marry, but uh, just the, the caveat is that he, he's a pet player, so he could well be rotated. But uh, I had my doubts about Ferran Torres at the beginning of this season. I don't know why, before he came to City, or when he came to City, sorry, I felt like he <clears throat> he just didn't inspire confidence in me. But the games that he has played, uh, he's been pretty lethal. Like his, his strike rate is, is really actually quite good. And he started this season really well as well. So he's, he's risen overnight to 7.1. But he's got... Um, two goals against Arsenal and an assist and uh, yeah, played 90 minutes against Spurs and 60 against Norwich and was reasonably unlucky not to score in the Norwich game. Um, so he looks to be um, a fixture for Pep. Um, and interestingly, even though he started Jesus, Ferran Torres kind of played through the middle. Um, so he seems to be, as I say, yeah, just have a decent potential to uh, fit in in the team. Uh as I say, the only thing is, is Pep going to rotate? It seems inevitable that he'll have a spell out of the team. Um, but so far, I think you may as well capitalise on on his his um, kind of run of his games in the team and the goals that he's scoring in, at, in that time. Uh, he's only 5.4% owned at the minute. So if you can it's get really, ahead of yeah. It's really interesting because Jesus is playing really well this season as well. But obviously, as you say, he's playing out wide. I would be surprised, really, um, if he decided to, when he takes Torres off, put Jesus up front because it wouldn't make sense in my eye, in my eyes at least to be like, oh, Jesus, you're playing really well out wide. Now let's completely batty your confidence and put you in a position where historically you've not done that well. Um, you know, granted, okay, I'm looking back on his like his past seasons. He's not done awfully by any stretch of the imagination, um, but like he's clearly enjoying that that role out out wide. Um, so I would expect Torres to be dropped for someone else, but there is no one else to play through the middle unless he plays a false nine. So in a way, he's maybe more secure than Jesus. Um, and he's 7.1 mil for a potential Man City striker. It's like, if you're not going to gamble on that, what are you going to gamble on? Um, it's, it's as pretty much as good as you can get. Yeah, I rage transferred him in for Harvey Barnes. Um, literally, uh, literally, as Harvey Barnes got dragged off in the 60th minute, I went on TFPL app and I rage transferred in Ferran Torres. Um, yeah, I and hopefully people listen to us because we did. We did actually say this. We'd said in the game week leading up to game week two, get in Torres. We said, um, yeah, we said we actually said on our pre-pod for when we run down the teams, we said that Ferran Torres is the pick of the bunch. And then you've said on this, you said Snoggin two weeks ago. Um, and actually, I did a thing this week for um, one of the guys on Twitter called uh, Maxi Arsenal. He does like a dodgy differentials page thing. And I picked um, Torres as my differential this week that everyone should get in. And yeah, 
I'm pretty angry with myself, not gonna lie. So, because <laughs> I, so I, the reason I, the reason I had Torres in at the start of the season and I tweeted about it quite a lot. And then I watched the Leicester versus Man City Cap- uh, Community Shield and I was, I was like, oh, Harvey Barnes just looks so lively. Get him in. And so I swapped Torres to Harvey Barnes and that's come out to bite me well and truly on the ass. I love a bit of liveliness. So, so then to be fair, if you haven't, ha- if you ha- are getting in Ferran Torres this week, probably Harvey Barnes will get a massive haul. Yeah, well, and, Torres, and Torres will get benched off off the back of the international break. So, yeah, probably. Um, talking of causing anger, uh, my snog is uh, Adama Traore, um, who will likely cause you great anger. Uh, but I'm going to recommend him anyway. Uh, he's just playing better this season. Like he understands more that he can go past anyone. Like his dribbling's always been pretty much the best in the league. But I was watching him against Man United and he was just terrifying them. Just literally scaring them to death. Um, And I... They have such a good run of fixtures. Obviously, as you said, Tom, they're top of the uh, expected goals chart. And I... I haven't got any stats in front of me. So if someone who has a stats can quickly check what Adama's expected goals and expected assists are, I don't know. But he generally looks like a real threat going through the middle. Um, how much more can I store for whilst Tom quickly looks at the, uh, at the stats? Um, yeah, and I love his hair. And his, the way he oils himself up like a baby, his it just turns me on slightly. Um, just bulging. Oh God! Honestly, I wonder how much he bicep curls, like or squats. Like I think he squats at least three hundred kilograms. Like this guy's an absolute unit of a man. Um, uh, yeah, I can't really, get, I can't get that many st- that many stats. But he's had he's had currently uh, three shots per game. Sorry, <sighs> four shots per, four shots per game on average. Shots and targets only one. Big chat, big chance miss two. Um, a few key passes in there as well. I mean, yeah. if you could see my face right now on the podcast, um, which the other two can, is I'm actually pretty happy with that. I thought to he was fair, just, to be honest, I thought it was just empty threats, but he's no, fun to, to fair, have the, the, most, the most impressive uh, stat on there actually is successful dribbles. Um, it's currently at 82% successful dribbles after the dribbles he's done, which I think is actually the most impressive. Yesterday, literally, he just was running past people, just bullying them off the ball. It was embarrassing. Yeah, what I'll say is that they don't, they're not on TV in game week four, but in game week five, if you've got BT Sport, then you can watch him. And in game week six, if you've got Sky Sports, you can watch him. That's going to be really fun to watch him. because There's just- no point watching him. There's no point watching him in game week five because they're playing Brentford. So Pontus Janssen and... Uh- Pontus Jensen and Coe are just going to bully him completely off the ball. So. Imagine Pontus trying to keep up with Traore. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah, Mate, so he's just, he's just, he's just going to two foot him in the back. That's all. Once we play, we play, five, we play five back anyway. So we'll, he'll just two foot him in the back, get sent off, and we'll play four back for us the rest of the game. You see, that's uh, that's the uh, down low for game week five there. But yeah, so I just think uh, go with Traore. He's he's got a ridiculously good fixture and like the best fixture and uh, Watford, Brentford. Um, Southampton, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Leeds, you know, we're a bit leaky at times. Everton, not that solid at the back yet as I'm aware. Uh, Crystal Palace, it just goes on for a while that they have a really good run of fixtures. And if you fancy a bit of a punt, why not get a Darmatrori and, and do what you do every season is raid transfer him out in about two weeks' time. No, I like it. I really, I, Thomas, in yesterday watching the game as well, he played a lot more centrally than he has done before, it seemed. Like usually, he's like when he's put out on the left, he's just literally left there, and he was looked a lot like he came, he came in so many times, like like bursting into the box and things. So, very nice, very nice. Yeah, 
And uh, moving on to Marys, I'll go first on this one. Um, DCL. He's done exactly what he did last season, which is just start with just goals. Um, three goals in three games. Granted, okay, I've two been penalties, I think. Um, but he's just got really good like involvement and I, I like the way um, Everton have started the season, you know, to they've scored seven goals so far and he's going to be the focal point of it. I think it's 16, 2, 16.2% owned with Burnley and Norwich at home in the next three. Um, I think that's a really, really good option to have. And he's still only 8.2 mil. So for me, he's he's just going to be a marry for the long term. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that too much. The only thing is I can't... There's, there's other players I've got my eye on and um, I can't... I'm trying to hold the wild card for as long as possible. I may be tempted to play it after the international break if Ronaldo is signed and uh, a price is assigned and all that sort of stuff. Um, I may have to bring... How have we in. not discussed that yet? How oh, have yeah, we not shit, discussed yeah. that? That is actually really... Well, I'm, yeah, not much, not much happened this game week. It was, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty quiet. People you know, been just literally like, screaming at it going, are you fucking idiots? Like, of course just, just, the, just the person that's won the second most Ballon d'Ors in the entire world is, uh, is joined the Premier League. Well, and probably won about as five times more than any other players ever won as well. So, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, what, well, what do you boys make of that then? We may as well talk about it while we're here. I almost don't know what to think of it. Like... I'm glad he went back to Man United. To be honest, I w- they're talking, they're saying that like the Man City deal was done, and then uh, and people he he literally left the training ground saying he's going to Man City. But I'm like, really? Was Ronaldo well, really going to go to City? Like, apparently, it was his preferred choice of the two. I, I just can't believe that. Like, why? Why would you I did do hear, that? I did hear rumors, and it is obviously just rumors. But I heard the 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 gaffer. Yeah, so Alex did uh, did get involved well, as well. Gave, Rio got gave involved. a cheeky call. Bernard, uh, Fernandez got involved. Patrice Everett got involved. Yeah. I saw he was texting him too. They all, like, they all were just in his ear. Um, yeah, it's one of those where I think Ronaldo obviously does have sentiment, but I think most of that is attached to Sir Alex. So as much as you know, United made him a large portion of that was Sir Alex. So I feel like he is a winner. And he wants to play football and win games. And if that meant going to Man City, then I can believe that he would have done it. But I do agree with Rio Ferdinand that it would have just looked really strange for him to be in any other kit, uh, or particularly a blue kit, and playing for City um, instead of instead of for United. So as much as it's frustrating as a Liverpool fan, because this just you know increases United's chances of doing well this season tenfold, uh, it, it does seem like the right fit and he made the right decision in the end. And from yeah. a fancy perspective, it creates an absolute headache, which is nice. I actually quite like headaches um, because you've all got to deal with them and he's not English, <laughs> so I haven't got to deal with them. Well, I think, I think he's going to come in um, positioned as a forward on the game, um, which actually kind of makes it slightly easier because there are only a few premium assets. Um, I, th- I say that I'm waiting to see what he comes in at and, and when he's signed to get him in. Obviously, he is going to score a lot of goals, but... Do you think he will? Well, this is what I'm coming on to. Is he necessarily going to play the amount of games that we expect? I don't know that he is going to start every week because he is obviously a specimen and takes such good care of himself, but he is 36 and it is the Premier League. 
Um, and United do have now really good options going through the middle. Greenwood, Cavani, Rashford when he's fit and, you know, Martial as a bench player. Um, so is it is it kind of cut and dry that Ronaldo is going to be their starting striker and scoring 30 plus goals this I season? I think it depends on where they're at because if he's playing well and they're top of the table... I can't see with the drought that Man United have had for that title that they let their foot off the gas at all. That will be Ronaldo is there. Can you imagine can you imagine Ole Gunnar Solskjaer trying to say to Ronaldo, Yeah, mate, I know we're top of the table, but go and sit on the bench, yeah? That's just I personally don't see that happening. Like I think if Ronaldo plays well, I think he scored more goals than Lukaku last season. And Lukaku's come over and everyone's like, Oh yeah, it, it Ronaldo has not passed it. And whether he can settle quickly and just score goals for fun in the in the Premier League as well, I don't know. But I can't see. I think this is their push to try and win either the Champions League or the Premier League. And whichever one they're doing well in, he will be focused there. Yeah. And it, the way he plays, I can't see them like resting him regularly. Um, yeah, he's fit. He's fit enough. He's strong enough. He's big enough. It, like, like the way he's built, it's not like he's like. For example, everyone's talking about if Messi comes to the Premier League, is he too small to come to the Premier League and do it? But like, obviously, that's another argument for another day. But I mean, Ronaldo is just such a specimen, unit. as Cam said. Yeah, yeah, he's literally a unit. I actually think, it, and this is a controversial one, I actually think he makes Bruno a more appealing player in FPL. Well, that's I would have to disagree because that depends on who takes pens. If Fernandez doesn't well, take penalties, last season he got 18 goals. I think eight of them were penalties or something. But I don't see why why he. So, in my opinion, obviously it's just my opinion, we'll see what happens, but I don't think he loses penalties because his performance in taking penalties in the Premier League was, how many has he missed? One? None? I don't know what this stat is, but like it's ridiculously high. And for someone to come in with Ronaldo's free kick ability isn't as good as everyone makes out it is. He's pretty all over the place. And um, yeah, I don't think he's actually got a very particular... He's got a good penalty record, I'm doing it wrong. He's got a very good penalty record. But it's similar, if not equal, to Bruno's. I mean, I suppose Fernandez is the one for the future, but it just depends. It just we just don't know what if Ronaldo. If, if Ronaldo comes in, and he starts pushing towards golden boot. Then yes, he'll start taking penalties. But if he's not like that, if he doesn't come in and score like, if he's not like twenty twenty five goals, I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he'll push for penalties. It's going to be interesting. I I like Fernandez for the fact that yeah, his assist cap- like potential. Like I literally saw like, um. Like a like a photo of like uh, Bruno just crossing, like it's just a photo of him crossing, in. and it's just like just the capture of like, oh fuck it, Ronaldo's probably in the box somewhere. Like this is basically <laughs> like, honestly, the way he still jumps and scores headers, it's like it's not something that he's probably had. So there, there is, it's gonna. I just think it's gonna be really, really interesting. And I know you said Cam that in terms of premiums, it's better that he's a forward because there's not that many, but. I don't think it actually matters because you've still got Vardy in there. He's 10.5. He's still a premium. Um, you've then got Lukaku, who obviously has put his case forward that he's going to be very good already. You've then got Kane, who is still Harry Kane, even if he's unhappy. We'll have to see what happens. You've then got Salah and Fernandez, And then because he's out injured, people are probably forgetting about De Bruyne. I think you've just got an absolute headache trying to figure out who's who to go where. And when you're looking at players like Fernandez, you're like, can I really have Fernandez at 12.1 and Ronaldo at 12.5? Or I don't, they shouldn't put him at 13. I think 13 prices so. him out. That would be 
I, I think he comes in at 12, to be honest. Oh, I think he'll be 12.5, just because at 12, I think everyone has him in. Yeah, well, I, my opinion at the moment is if he comes in as a midfielder, he's probably going straight into my team. If he comes in as a, as a forward, he probably won't come straight into my team. Yeah, it's a tough one. Can we actually, just to quickly transition back to the Mary Snog, Mary Avoid, yeah. I think this actually makes your Mary very interesting as well, Cam. Well, this is this is why I did kind of very briefly bring up, I say very briefly, <laughs> brought up Ronaldo. Um, because, yeah, my Mary is Greenwood um, because I think he's been irresistible this year, three and three. Uh, normally saying that someone has two left feet is an insult, but... Given that his left foot is his strong foot and he hits it with his right as well as he does with his left, um, he's he's just a phenomenon. I mean, is he 18, 19? The guy is just ridiculous and, uh, yeah, has been kind of in their past two games, dragging them through it, rescuing a point for them last week against Southampton and then getting the winner for them against Wolves, even though Tom thinks it was an assist. But... Um, I think the Jose Sargo, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, I think at 7.6, we talked about it before, he's pretty much United's starting striker. I think even as and when Ronaldo comes in after the international break, he has been fit because he's played for Juve this season, so he, he can come straight in. But I feel as though Oli will ease him in. Um, and even if he does and he plays Ronaldo through the middle, uh, Greenwood can play off the right and or left um, and kind of dovetail with Sancho in that way. So it does probably it probably is a problem for him, and he will probably have fewer minutes because Ronaldo's there. But I think he will still have good minutes this year, uh, and with the scoring capabilities he's got, seven point six is quite a, a cheap cheap price for me. I think realistically, if you look at who started um, on the weekend, Daniel James started again on the right. Um, Dan James Dan James is being linked with Leeds at the moment. Well, uh, quite frankly, Dan James is not better than Greenwood. So uh, Greenwood will move out right, in my eyes, over Dan James. I think he's been playing on the right. I think the issue you'll get, and what I think would... So I think from watching the game on the weekend, the main issue that United had is the fact that Pogba once again was put out of position as like a a ball-winning midfielder. And as proven from the first two games, he isn't that player. And when they played McTominay and Fred, like Fred got so much shit on the weekend for how bad he played. But to be honest, he was doing the work of what was meant to be two people because Pogba doesn't play that position. And I think you're the main starting lineup for United, if I was the United manager, which obviously I'm not, um, is I'd play Pogba on the left, I'd play Sancho on the right, I'd play uh, Ronaldo through the middle with Fred and McTominay behind them. It's very tough. It is really tough. I, I, it's a good headache to have. But uh, it, it, yeah, Pogba's just world class. Maybe it's a case of they play one formation for the big games and one formation for them against the lesser opponents when you probably you probably can see Greenwood starting. Again, in the big games, I probably agree. They play Pogba a little bit more forward for some creativity. And he's a little bit more defensively sound than Greenwood. And then you put McTominay and Fred because I don't think they... Uh, it, yeah, they just played straight through them. While we're here, them what issues. did we think of the uh, Pogba incident with Neves? I didn't think it was a foul. I, I thought everyone taking the clips of the screenshot was it's it's after he's tackled the ball. He's already the the, the screenshot is 
Like if you watch it in real time, he gets he he gets the ball and he barely touches him. It's it's actually I I had to think there for a second about what foul, and then I realised it's the one where actually there was no contact at all. Yeah, he literally and jumped Neves out of the way. Just went ah ah. He does he doesn't ah, even react to start with does he? And then and then fell over. He, like, like, it was he stumbles like three steps and then falls down. Because like, who was it? Oh, I mean, obviously Sunes literally comes out and says there's a red card. Fuck off, Sunes. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, no no one like, pays attention to what Sunes says. Like. We can all we can all just imagine that there's two pundits on the panel there because the th- the thing is there's so many tackles like that which some are given and some aren't given and you can't complain when something that's tiny isn't given because b- b- all that happened is okay fine that is given say that was given say that was given to United and United scored from something do you know what I mean it, like it works completely it's just because it's United like everyone does and I'm not you know I'm not a United fan and I love getting on them but. You know, it's such a tiny, insignificant little foul. If we give all, it's literally what they said. Like, if they give fouls like that, then literally the game will just be stop start for the rest of the season. And that's what they've tried to take out. And I mean, so, I, I am yeah. I am pleased that they've tried to make the game. Well, they've tried to be more lenient in those sorts of decisions. So if there is contact, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a foul. Um, because I watched an interview with, uh, I think it was Anthony Taylor and uh, Michael Oliver with Jamie Carragher before the season started, and they said they're trying to be more lenient, and they're also trying to let the game flow more. So if there is a foul, they'll let it go for a minute to see if anything happens. And if not, they'll bring it back. Um, I th- I mean, he, Sunes again said he was out of control. I don't think he was. I think he was, his his right foot was slightly high and he and I, he does catch his shin pad, but it is literally, it catches his shin pad. So it's not enough for Neves to go, ah, and like Sorry, fall it's over. A, it's so, almost like it's a reason they wear shin pads, isn't it? So. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, I can see how, you would be aggrieved if you're a Wolves fan, but at the same time, if they're but trying you also to have be to rem- more You lenient. also have to remember, you also have to remember that, the, so from that, they then scored. So then that was checked by VAR as well. So not just the referee saw it, but also the VAR video referee saw it. And all of them said it wasn't a foul. So It's just, uh, honestly, football is actually fun to watch again. That mm, has been my agreed, experience so far agreed. this it season. Was, the amount of times people go down, that. the amount of times people go down and go, ah, ah, it's like, no, it's not a foul. Get up. And the, Oh, it's so nice to just watch football be played again and not have to just watch the same thing, which is someone runs, they slow down, they go, come on, put a hand on my back, hand on my back, down, free kick, goal. Like it was just, it's just so frustrating. Um, and I, I, and it's flowed so much better. And also, um, I agree with Tuchel. I think the James decision was made too quickly. Um, because the, the, what they argued is that, there was by the time they got to the screen, it was only still frames. Um, however, I like that. I would much prefer that he's come up, and all he needs to see in his eyes is the there is a handball on the line. That's all he needed to see. He's like he's handballed it. It was going in. Cool red card. Red card and a penalty. That was so good. Like yeah, maybe he could have stood there for five seconds and watched a replay to convince people that he had done that. But he got the decision right. So like it, yeah, I just think it's been a hundred times better this season already. And, the thing and I've, is as I've well enjoyed watching it. The Pogba Neves one was a true fifty-fifty. So there was going to be an incident, or there could well be an incident where someone gets caught. But you know they've both gone for the ball fairly. Uh, and Nevers has got there slightly, slightly quicker. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad, glad you boys agree. Um, so Thomas, so on to a yeah, on to um, a player who I believe will be starting consistently now for the rest of a for a long, long period is uh, my marry this week is Diogo Jota. Um, yeah, he had a, he's had a really good start to the season. Um, he obviously scored in the first two games that he started. Um, he didn't start on the weekend against Chelsea. Uh, 
Bobby Firmino has come off with a hamstring injury after 42 minutes, and so Jost has come on. Um, the extent of Bobby's injury is not quite known, but obviously it was serious enough for him to come off um, just before half-time. Um, Klopp's just said he doesn't know how serious it is, um, but it was serious enough for him to take him off. So obviously that's to be seen, but I think now if Bobby is out of the team for, say, two or three weeks and Diego Jossi can put through some continued good performances like he's done, I don't see how he doesn't take the starting spot off Bobby and then Bobby becomes more of that bit part player and maybe play slightly more in Champions League games or in League Cup games um, because, you know, Jossi has come in this season in good form, first two games, two goals. So at 7.6, you know, you talk about having Salah as a must-have because he's a Liverpool starter. If Jossu can, can become that at 7.6 million for me, he's going to be in my team for, for a long, long time. This is, this is, again, why I love the headaches about all the premiums, because you're trying to find the best alternatives. So, you, again, you can look at Kane and say, OK, who can I have instead of Kane? OK, I could have Son, who's going to save me two and a bit mil, but that's it. With... Um, with uh, Bruno, Deli Ali, yeah, well, <laughs> with Bruno, with Bruno or Ronaldo, who could I have instead? Ah, oh, I could have Greenwood instead of Salah. I could have Jota. Okay, now we're talking. Instead of De Bruyne, I could have Ferran Torres. And suddenly you sat there with Greenwood, Jota, and Torres, who are basically the three strikers for Man United, Man City, and Liverpool, at the cost of just over. 21 million combined so for the cost of basically Kane and you know the Kane and Vardy for example um, and then you're like oh I can actually afford Kane and Vardy up front or I can afford Kane and Lukaku up front should should Kane hit form I've now got Kane Lukaku and the three starting strikers for for City United um, and Liverpool and that starts to sound really good well the um, thing is you're, and- you're saying I Josh but you forgetting that Jota's Portuguese, Torres is Spanish, <laughs> so actually you can't have any of those. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just, yeah, they're, they're all like Antonio, aren't they? They just haven't declared for their countries yet, I think. Josh actually meant the real, the royal we, right, instead. Yeah, uh, you know, we I got really that. into not, that. Not I forgot we that can. I was playing all England squad. <laughs> I, I got so excited about that. Convinced yourself. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I've still got options. I can still have Vardy and Kane up front and I can still have Greenwood um, <laughs> and, no, and, and Trent, Greenwood. Trent, and, yeah. Trent, and Greenwood Trent again. Sancho, Damari Gray. Oh, I've got so many options. A shame I can't actually pick the best ones. Jack Grealish. There you go. Yes, exactly. You see, uh, it's still, still hope for me yet. Um, talking players to avoid. I don't know why I've said that like this is going to follow on. It's not at all. Um, avoid Gabriel Jesus. Um, is going to be my suggestion. Well, actually it does link in simply because you probably want Ferran Torres in your team and you don't need to take up that space. Um, with Jesus at an 8.5 billion forward who's playing out wide who has so much competition out wide like Torres is looking slightly more nailed in the centre if Jesus is playing out wide that is a really hard position to keep your place well and also you've got to remember he's Brazilian so you can't have him in your team anyway. yeah exactly and that's why you should avoid it because <laughs> I can't have him no I think I think the Brazilian players oh well Josh sorry I thought you were talking about red listed countries then <laughs> Well, speaking of red-listed countries, my avoid this week is Emi Buendia, who has, well, and Emi Martinez, and all other red-listed country players, because, but I I picked up Buendia, because obviously he scored his first goal for Villa in their game against Brentford this weekend, Um, and I think, I think remembering rightly, he is one of the most transferred out, 
Um, but where is he? He can't. Well, Emmy Martinez definitely is. Um, so it was just a word of warning that Buendia is about to go off and play for Argentina and will at the very least be out of their first game uh, after the international break. Uh, I think there was kind of a unanimous vote by Prem clubs to not let their players go, but I think it's still at the discretion of some of them because obviously uh, Martinez and Buendia have both been allowed to go. And no, play FIFA, for FIFA have come out and said that um, FIFA have come out and basically gone through the court of arbitration for sport and basically they're not allowed to do that. Um, oh, really? So, so unless the so was that vote country, now redundant? Basically, I believe that vote's now redundant okay. because. But but the Brazilian national team have come out and basically said that the Premier League players for Brazil do not have to come. So that it's now gone. It's now gone to the opposite, where it's the country that can make the decision. By the looks of it, um, there was a big thing yesterday about the court. Yeah, uh, Casper got involved, and because FIFA got a bit angry that the Prem just decided that they couldn't. They're not going to send players out for World Cup qualifiers. So well, you know, which makes sense. Um, but yes, there's a little bit more uncertainty again. But it seems it's you know. You know, someone could go down with a, a toenail injury, or you know, my little finger hurts. It's the classic we see all the time when players don't need to, don't want to go on international duty. So, well, I can, yeah, I can see that Buendia doesn't feature in the transfers in or out. So maybe people are already aware of that. But I just thought I'd flag it um, that if you are looking at someone, just be wary that they may be going to play for their national team. Uh, and I think, yeah, the flag is unavailable for the match against Chelsea on the 11th of September because of quarantine regulations. He's expected back on the 18th, which for them is uh, Everton at home. So it's it's only one game, but if you are bringing someone in for an immediate impact, then that is kind of scuppering. Um, And also just seeing that Calvert-Lewin has a thigh injury. Uh, He also had a thigh injury last week, to be fair, and then started and scored, so... um... Just yeah, he's got two weeks. Um, I think the as well. I don't know how the quarantines work. So I don't know if they have to literally stay in a hotel or whatever. But you probably, if you actually get out, depending on when they get out of quarantine, it may be a case of that they won't start the next game after either. The so with 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 the with with Buendia and Martinez because uh, I saw I was searching up earlier. Um, they've already confirmed that they will only miss one game, not two. Okay, but sorry from a. From a quarantine perspective, maybe, but from a perspective of having not trained with a team for two weeks and not being allowed out of a yeah. hotel mm-hmm. room, or getting, or getting COVID. Yeah, <laughs> depending on yeah, um, how rife it is in that country. Um, yeah, so should we move on to some? Would you rather? I've got my picks ready for you, boys. I'd rather if we did. Excellent. Um, so, would you rather? It's quite simple. I'm going to give them two players, and Tom and Cam are going to tell me which one they would prefer to have. Now, this is the player who's actually top of the defender charts, but we haven't discussed him at all because he's got some hard fixtures coming up. But in the long run, would you rather, and Tom to go first, please, would you rather have Alonso or Reguilon? Reguilon. I don't know. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> Regulon. Okay. Um, I think Spurs have a decent run of games coming up. So Crystal Palace away isn't bad. Then they have Chelsea and Arsenal. Then back to all right with Villa and Newcastle. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, I think that Regulon is their starting left back. Um, so kind of is more assured of his place than Alonso is. I don't know. Do we know why Joel hasn't featured at all really? Because it's not even like he's been rotated. He just hasn't featured at all but I think there is more risk that he will come in at some point to my knowledge he's not yeah he's not 
unfair. He's not. It, it, it may simply be because Alonso in their formation just plays it that well. Yeah, like I don't really, really know well what else to. Yeah, he just he's he's defensively shite, but like it doesn't actually <laughs> seem to matter that much. Um, he's changed the way they play defensively. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'll caveat my answer with if he's if if they're guaranteed to both play, I would say I would have Alonso because on top of Chelsea being in better, well, they're not in better form because Tottenham are top, but I think Chelsea have are going to be there in the long run, whereas Spurs aren't. Um, Chelsea have the nicest run of fixtures for the kind of level that they're playing at. So they do have Spurs and City in their next three games. But after that, then there's a run of green from game week seven. Uh, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester. Uh, I think a really nice yeah. run. I think for that run, if he's if he's started each game by then, I think you take the gamble. If he started six games in a row, then you think, right, well, Tuchel obviously just wants to go with Alonso. For whatever reason, he wants to go with Alonso. He's 5.7 and he is Alonso. He does get, you know, really, really far forward. So I would I would probably have Alonso for that reason. But again, yeah, it's a kind of wait and see at this moment. Yeah, I'm glad I let you guys chat for a bit because I thought I'd do a bit of searching because I, I knew there's a reason Chilwell hadn't started. Um, and basically Chilwell said after the Liverpool game that the only reason that Chilwell's not been starting is because he was the latest back to the group out of everybody um, and that he's still been getting up to speed. And now with two weeks uh, until the next game, Chilwell, I would... I will happily make a five pound bet with well, whatever you want. I'll make a bet with either of you two right now that Chilwell will start the next game. Well, is no, Chilwell honest, that was... part of the England squad or not? Sorry, is Chilwell part of the England squad or not? No, he's not been called up. Okay, then that, that is. Appetizing. I take no bets. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was pretty confident last week that he would be coming back in pretty soon, and I'm still very confident that he comes in very very soon. I say he comes in next game. Um, they basically his reasoning behind it was the fact that. Um, Alonso had five weeks of pre-season and Chilwell had like what five days and so to expect someone to come back in and be up to that speed as quickly it just wasn't going to happen so um, and I think Tuchel's that sort of manager where he's not going to throw someone in straight away after coming back unlike some of the, as we've seen some other players have come back and been absolutely fine but so if, if Chilwell starts do you prefer Chilwell over Regalon? yes uh, because he's only he's not that much more expensive, I'd say now. Well, Regulon's gone up to five point one, Chilwell's dropped to five point eight. So, in terms of actual like the ability to move between them, um, five point one is like that awkward amount. If that makes sense, we've got so evidence. You're not, you're not we've got a lot of evidence really that Chil- like Chelsea are the real deal at the back, whereas we haven't got that evidence yet with Spurs. I think. I mean, Spurs have kept three clean sheets on the bounce, but I think the likelihood of that continuing is less than, than Chelsea, Chelsea starting yeah. to pick up clean sheets going forward. So so I've, I've still got the stats up from... So obviously, as I said, Spurs have conceded the third most shots per game and Chelsea have conceded the sixth least. Well, and I, and I say that of the three games they've played so far, Chelsea have kept two clean sheets. So and they've played it's, it's Arsenal-Liverpool, although it's only yesterday that they not can. much to think of. Well, their shots, their shots conceded were actually they were higher and they were doing better in the table. But after obviously the game against Liverpool, uh, where basically they just got, got barraged, being down to ten <laughs> men, yeah, obviously their shots conceded went up massively. So um, yeah, they they have not they do not concede that many shots. And um, yeah, I'm glad we have these discussions because there's probably someone who was bringing in Alonso, but by sounds of it, wait and see is probably there's the a lot of, there's a 
there's a lot of people bringing Alonso. It was going to be my void this week, but um, yeah, he talking about Alonso makes me too angry, so I didn't <laughs> want to do it. Okay, um, on to the next one. Uh, Tom, go again first, if you will. Um, would you rather, and think about it for the long term as well in this one, would you rather have Ben Rama or Torres? Torres. Yeah, for me, so the reason that's in the long run is there's still quite a lot of talk about potentially Jesse Lingard coming back uh, to West Ham. I don't know whether that's been resolved or not yet, but if they do if they do sign another player in that position, then it just it gives him again more rotation for Ben Rama. Um, obviously, at the moment you've got um, he's Ben Rama's obviously in the form of his life playing really well. Bowen's actually also playing really well at the moment. Um, I think he's been lucky not to get as many returns. I don't think he's got any returns actually at the moment. And obviously, Fornals is playing really well. Um, if Lingard comes into that as well, um, then obviously the four people competing for those three places. And at the end of the day, if you've got Man City starting striker, you can't really look too far past that. Did you, um, on a complete side note, did you see the uh, supposedly the tweet that? Um... Maitland Niles sent out. He did, yeah. I, I didn't see it, but um, I did see the post that he's put basically that he wants to move to someone that wants him and can, he will actually play for and then tagged Arsenal in the post. Yeah. I I sympathise for the guy. Um, anyway, it, was just, it just came to my head when we were talking about Lingard. Uh, yeah, I probably agree. It's one of those headaches where until the transfer window closes, if the transfer window does close and, close and Lingard doesn't go, then I think I prepare Ben Rama just because he's playing really, really well in a team that's playing really, really well. Granted, Torres at the moment is a seven mil striker that I've just said, literally said, like got hard over for him being a seven mil striker at Man City. But like he is going to at some point experience the rotation that is the Champions League and the Christmas period and you'll just you'll just be tearing your hair out thinking I just want one of those sure starters for Man City of which there is none. Um, well, well to be fair you've also got to think then that West Ham are in the Europa League this year so they're also going to have to have that rotation as well. Yeah, it's not just, it's, you know, it's not just to rotate it just doesn't happen way, as much though. Yeah it just doesn't happen. The, 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 way. The, the thing you'll see is probably that they'll performance will drop off or they'll be slightly fatigued in one of the competitions because uh yeah ben rama will likely be playing twice three times a week um best example is kane like he plays every game like irrelevant like it's just like well we need kane right on to the final one i feel like this is probably actually a bit shit but i'm gonna try it anyway um cam if you want to do first on this one uh would you rather have jesus or jimenez uh, Jimenez. Oh, Jimenez. Yeah, because oh, no, I'm gonna go. I'll go Jesus. Well, I, I'm saying Wolves because they have such a high xG, which to be honest, I don't really like it as a stat, but it shows you know they are creating a lot of chances. And I did only see the highlights, but um, they did create a lot of chances and have a lot of shots on goal against Man United, which was promising to see. And I feel like that dam is gonna break soon. Uh, and Jimenez being their star striker. I think, as I said, I've only ever seen Wolves highlights this year. He hasn't been as prominent, and it's very understandable. The guy fractured his skull last year. Um, I do wonder if that kind of detracts from his game slightly because he was so good in the air, and whether he's you know slightly afraid to go for the balls in the same way. Um, but I think you know he's guaranteed to start, whereas Jesus isn't, uh, and he leads the Wolves line, and they will eventually start scoring. So. 
He's number one in creativity on the ICT rank for forwards. And we all know that that <laughs> And we all know the gospel. ICT is fantastic data. But actually, that's genuinely really interesting. I'm like, what's he doing that's so creative by, by their standards? I mean, he's fourth for threat, so he must be doing something. I haven't seen too much of Wolves. Yeah, I think I would rather go Jesus because that is... We're talking, obviously... So earlier we were talking about premiums, premium players and your potential links with them of having a, you know a second player in, instead so you know you could Salah and Jota and blah 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 if you had Jesus and Ferran Torres and both are playing then that's already ridiculously cheap the difference between having Jimenez and Jesus is that Man City's XG isn't really high their G is really high they scored <laughs> 10 goals um, they've scored 5 goals in. they've scored 5 goals against Norwich and they've scored 5 goals against Arsenal they seem to have clicked after the you know after losing 1-0 to Tottenham in the first game they seem to have just be that irresistible force again and Jesus is just playing so well um, he looks really good it's not like you know he's getting what is, it, is he on four assists or something already is it, and, a couple, and obviously a couple of goals or something yeah and it's um, well, yeah yeah he's doing assists. well it's quite impressive stats in it at 8.5 when you've got players like I'm so I'm thinking oh you know who would you have Jesus in for um, at the moment Danny Ings is at 8 mil but he's about to go on to an absolutely torrid run of fixtures um, and so it's potential if you have 0.5 extra that you can go up to Jesus. Obviously, I know Jimenez is a drop down, but for me, I'd rather go with the player who can potentially score more than the player who's just it's tough. just looking ex lively. Yeah, it's tough. Like I'm not, I'm not really advocating getting either. Even though I'm saying, would you rather? Like I'm not actually because, like, would I rather have Jesus Jimenez or Antonio Antonio? Would I rather have Jesus Jimenez or DCL? DCL. With the upcoming fixture run, would I rather have Jesus Jimenez or Bamford? After one game week, Bamford. Like they've got a really, really good run from five through till ten uh, leads. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's hard. Like I actually, <laughs> despite saying I would want them in, and I agree with the option. I probably would be like, okay, I'll take Torres, but I'll avoid Jesus. Similarly, like, I've got a bit more space in my midfield. I'll take Torre, but I'll avoid Jimenez. Although that's probably a bit stupid, given that Jimenez is a proven goal scorer and Torre is the absolute proven opposite. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I get either in, which is why I did Would You Rather to just completely waste all of the listeners' time. Would you rather have Jimenez, Jesus, or the best striker in the Premier League? You'd obviously take Ivan Tony. So yes, of course, of course, and he's well cheap in comparison. Exactly, he's a, he's a and serious he's, and he's netting so. fun now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's scoring like goal <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that leads us nicely onto well, not quite, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, who we're captaining next week? <laughs> I say yeah, should we just keep on saying that things lead nicely on to things when they actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> they really right. don't lead nicely on. But that that Salah penalty did piss me off slightly because he's like got away with like obviously that's why you have a pen taker. But it pissed me off because I wanted to get my captain pick right again, and I'm really struggling to close the gap on him. Um, like, uh, have you guys not, both captain? Oh no, I'm not. Str- I'm not struggling to close the gap on on Salah because I just had a fucking shite job, so I'm just moving really far away, nice oh, and quickly. Wait, so, sec, well, uh, I I went for um, Antonio in the end. Um, I yo-yoed between Greenwood, Vardy, and Antonio, and ended up settling on him, um, which ended up being pretty fine because uh, all of them returned. Um, 
Vardy would have been the best option for 24 points, but as it was, Antonio got 22, so you can't really complain. Uh, and it was one more than Salah, so uh, it ended up being a differential of two. So as it stands, Salah for the season has scored 60 points. Uh, and was that... Oh, that's in, that's when he's been captained, yeah. He's got yeah, I'm doing points. updates on the live here to try and... We've got a spreadsheet that tracks our captains. Did you um? Did you captain Bruno, Tom? I did captain Bruno. Yeah, did he get I two between, points? He got two points. Yeah, yeah so he got four. Okay. Um. Yeah. Basically, yo-yo between Antonio and Bruno all week, and then I had it on Antonio. I think Saturday morning, and I was like, you know what, Bruno playing Wolves. Like, I know Wolves been playing all right, but I can just see Man United put them to the sword after a dodgy performance last week, and they did not put them to the sword. They got absolutely thoroughly battered, and then somehow got. A shitty, shitty Jose Saron goal. So that's what Greenwood does so well. He just puts it on target and puts some pace behind it. Sometimes that's all you need. Well, or, or off target, you know. Either or, <laughs> we, can, we can argue about that all day. So, um, yeah. So I went, I went with Bruno, and and then yeah, obviously he did score a goal, but it was offside. So and it was a great finish as well. So it did sort of, yeah, it was pretty bitter. So, pretty so bitter he didn't score. So, no, he just, didn't just score, to though. clarify, he didn't score. Well, no, no, not a Greenwood, but you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I picked Bruno and yes, that means I'm now quite far behind, I think, aren't I? Okay, so you if, are, I'm, why you I'm if, 16, oh, dear, if we 16 captain, points behind Salah. If we captain Salah every week of the season, and it's impossible for Josh too, but if we could, uh, then as it stands, Tom is, yeah, 16 points behind Salah. Uh, t- uh, Josh is only two, uh, and I'm actually two up. So yeah, have that, Salah. Um, <laughs> but who are you? Not that, not, not, not that he's listening. <laughs> well, he, he definitely if, um, is. The next the captain's next week is an absolute nightmare because you know the pucker fixture. It's Newcastle at home. But who for plays? me it's a nightmare, I should say, because I have Greenwood and Sancho, who neither I'm a hundred percent sure will start because of Ronaldo now. Whereas if you've got Fernandez, you're like, easy, put the captain on Fernandez, Newcastle at home. Granted, also Salah has leads away, I'm now realising, which is like he scored a hat trick. Um, against Leeds last season at home, I think it was. At home, it was. Um, yeah, I think he's still yeah. scored in the away game. So yeah, it's a really that's and obviously Tom. If you don't take the opportunity to caption someone at Brighton at home, then are you really a are you really a Brentford fan? What? No, I'm not going to captain Tony against Brighton. They've actually got a decent defense. I feel like there's better people to yeah, take advantage. But, but you have Ivan Tony goal. <laughs> but I'm obviously going to be captaining Bruno against Newcastle. No, but you've, home, you've got you've got Ivan Tony home against Brighton. Like yeah, but yeah, I've got like I got I got I got double goal. I got double Brentford in my team. I don't need to captain one of them. They're both they're both going to score, aren't they? That's like double points. Well, then if they're going to score, then you captain them. <laughs> well, no, because Bruno's going to score three against Newcastle. So all right. Well, basically, I, yeah, go on, Cam. I provisionally got the armband on Antonio away against Southampton. I am wary that you know his form is incredible at the minute and will come to an end. Uh, whether that is in that game, I don't know. Um, but yeah, provisionally it's on him. But I think I will end up going with Greenwood with that fixture at home to Newcastle. You're confident in Greenwood. I like that. I appreciate that. Um, I'm not so confident in him, so I'm really unsure what I'm going to do. It's actually a nightmare. Um, Sancho obviously started his first game, but he hasn't really. Uh, he was. He's probably my biggest failing so far. I went out on a limb. I said Sancho is going to be incredible, um, and he's really not hit the ground running yet. Granted, he's only played 115 minutes, so just over a game in total, but he's not looked. Um, 
that sharp. He's just like, he's doing those kind of, you know, when someone like a good player does those kind of passes where they hit it just a little bit harder than the average player. Like they look a little bit more casual when they do it as well. That's what he's doing at the moment. He's doing those passes where it's like, yeah, I can pass. It's like, mate, it's literally like a, like, six meters that pass like just stop being so dramatic about it that's all he's doing at the moment um that leaves me with some interesting options um i could go with greenwood i could go with antonio but for some odd reason i just fancy causing myself a bit of pain and go with kane away at crystal palace um i just think he's got to come back at some point and he's he's just got back into his kind of like you know he's just started again his 90 minutes is up and I don't know. I just sort of fancy him to actually get a goal or two against Crystal Palace. Well, again, I only saw the highlights, but he did have th- at least three chances against... Uh, who did they play again? Watford, that he could have very easily scored. Uh, some was good defending and others were just, I assume, rustiness. But he does have a really good record against Palace, um, so that isn't the worst shout. And I also understand that you're meant to back the early kickoffs, so uh, that's why... <laughs> That's why probably our Captain Kane just to cause no. me some pain for the rest of the game. Gandhi said never back the early kickoff, Josh. Well, why would I listen to Gandhi? He's no, def- definitely listen to like some like Dave on a, on Twitter. He's definitely going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that league. sums up the podcast. Yes, the league, league, league. <laughs> league. Remember to do the league. Yeah, our highest point scorer of the week, and I'd say drum roll, please, but. Sadly, do you just work me. that out, or do you actually just scroll down and do? Uh, no, I did just scroll down. Yeah, is uh, James Davis Suchek, mate? That's his. Uh, that's his team name. Um, yeah, Captain Antonio, seventy nine points this week. That yeah, is Son, quite a, quite Calvin a good Lewin, week. Greenwood. Ooh, oh, you, you've you've literally missed uh, James James minus fifty six. No, is, no, that's no, no, no. He is in seventy no. eighth position. No, I think he's only just joined the league. So. No, that's because it's uh, it's it's um, so James minus six fifty six is um, James from Planet FPL's minus fifty six team, and so every single week they make fifteen transfers and see what point score they can get. Oh, okay. Um, and so James is so I'm so ignore it. So sorry if James is listening. Although I'm pretty sure he's too busy podcasting to listen to us. But um, yeah, he is. It's his minus fifty six team. So him and Suge do a basically they trans they do like. 15 transfers every week and then see how well they can perform. Like, not, not gonna lie, it's an absolutely ridiculous score of 90, 92, but then he got minus 56 well, the thing is, for transfers. Oh, yeah, so. minus 56. I was gonna say, are minus. you wait? No, hang on. So, there was someone I had a panic there. There's someone who's joined that. So, oh, hang on. So, no one else in the league has to do that. I thought if you joined that league, you had to do that. I panicked there because no, no. I thought there was someone in the minus 56 league who was above me overall. And I thought, <laughs> are you shitting me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Panic over. You, you've jumped up quite a lot, mate. Uh, look, I've, I thought I was going to be inside the top three mil. I'm not. But I am climbing. I'm 3.1 mil. I'm patiently biding my time. Um, 66 points was actually a really good return, considering like you know I have access to about a tenth of the game. Um, what is uh, it continues to piss me off? Like how many England players are scoring that I don't own? I didn't realise <laughs> it was physically this like possible to not have. Like okay, can we just do this again? Like just to drive home two goals in the Everton Brighton game. Guess what nationality they were? Who scored them? Yes, you're right. They're both English. You you tipped one of them goals. and didn't get him in. Yeah, and then Callum Wilson scores again. Ward Prowse scores um, in the Southampton match. Vardy or Brighton both score. Uh, thankfully, I own Antonio and Cresswell. 
Um, apparently Gallagher's English as well. He scored fucking two goals. Um, and then Reese James obviously got the assist before he got sent off. Bamford, Wood, Loughton, Shackleton. I'm not I mean, sure about Woods, Shackleton. Wood's but... Kiwi, but okay. Oh, yes, of course he is. Sorry. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Um, you know what? I was making it all up. And then finally, uh, Greenwood getting the goal as well. There is a lot of England players out there scoring. Like, if I can find the right combo, I think this target of finishing inside the top one mil is very doable. Well, Josh, you're, you're more importantly at position number 69. Woo-hoo. I am. I know. Back to back weeks, got to be done. Yeah, got to be done. <laughs> I can make that joke for about, like, two more months now. I feel like it's a dad. I can't really do that. It feels a bit inappropriate. No. Well, anyway, congratulations to James Davis, though. That was, that was, a, that was a solid score yeah. for the week. And I realize. I think I realize. I realize what we should do is if if you if you are listening and and we do shout you out, if you could uh, direct message me your Twitter handle, we will shout you out properly. But I say I found, managed to find Gavin, and he's still top of our league again. Yeah, well, in Gav. Um, I mean, it is. But yeah, if you if, if you do top of our league for the week, send me send me a direct message, and I'll, uh, I'll send us a direct message, and we'll we'll send we'll send out a tweet with you guys. Otherwise, I gotta be honest, I ain't gonna search for Twitter to find you because can't you, be asked. Do you reckon most people listen to our league and to, like league review and think most people usually go down and to read out the top five, whereas these guys tend to read out top then jip the rest of the league. I'm in third place, and I want to call out well and lucky. Um, get to first. <laughs> that's what all is all I'm gonna say. Or yeah, we'll be shit. One of the two. Yeah, get, get to first or, or win a game week. Get it's good. one of the two. Get good. Um, and which, yeah, Wilton's well again, and he's 15,000 overall. Pretty decent. If, if anything, wondering why we do that is because why do you think we started our own podcast? Because we weren't getting any shout-outs on other podcasts, so we thought, well, we need to make our own so we can talk about our own, our own teams. <laughs> and here we are today. And here we um, are today. And that wraps it up yeah. nicely, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, so if you, do, if, you do, if you do want to join our league, then it's uh, U-E-V-A-G-U. And again, that'll be in the podcast description. Um and yeah, bottom bottom score of the week, uh, Delvis MC. Uh, just because, just because I, re- I really like reading out the bottom scores. Um, yeah, to honestly, Captain Kane. That's really unlucky. I actually, I, I, don't feel, I actually quite feel more bad there. I had a shit captain as well. So yeah, we've all been there. Um, and if you do want to uh, have a chat with us, we are all on Twitter. We're FPL Dummy Tom, FPL Dummy Cam, FPL Dummy Josh, and our main account is FPL by Dummies. So do please tweet us if you really are angry. If you're Richard Everson and you're in second place and we're not shouting you out, even though ironically I now have, or you're Stian Calvarez Bozdal, who's now also being shouted out, you know, or if you're in fourth place and you want shouting out, um, then please do drop us a message. Um, Ron, you know, continue to listen to us on the site that you listen to us on. That's probably the one you use because you're listening to it and that's it isn't it boys so uh bring on the first international break uh we can come back and moan about how much we hate the international break and hopefully we get some capsule returns bye